Welcome in to the Vinyl Community Podcast. Freestyle. On cue is the sexiest man in Monterey, Jose Moran. Gotta show Jose, gotta show Jose since he finally joined. What is that? I can't. I think you know what this is. You know what this is. It was. Oh, it's bananas. Is that, that came out on vinyl? Is that new? Came out on vinyl in 1991. Uh, I'm going to say one, yeah. Oh, that's, I mean, it, it is a record. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jose, Jose, Louis is going to c- commit homicide on you, man. It could be better than an Adam Sandler record, you know? Oh, hey, Rodney Dangerfield, yeah, for sure. Hey, those, uh, those are like 100 bucks right now, so yeah. Hey, we do have a question for you, Kevin. KRWD yes. says, Kevin, on your channel, what type of music do you feature? Um, I, I'm a, so I was born in the 80s, so my, my wheelhouse is kind of 90s, you know, mid-90s, so. Um, AKA great taste, great taste. That's my, that's my wheelhouse, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I've been getting into a lot of, um, like, ambient type stuff lately, so. Okay. Um, you know, my taste change, but that's, that's something I've been listening to a lot lately. I can either put it on and put it on as background music or, you know, sit down and kind of with a beverage and get it into it. So, well, that's a, that's a great segue for a follow-up I got for you, Kevin. (laughs) Where do you land on jazz? Because like talking about putting it on and doing stuff around the house, jazz is often what I uh, do. and, And that's actually something we'll probably be talking on a future uh, podcast episode about people who like jazz but aren't jazz bums necessarily. And that's not a shot. That's just, I'm being honest, like people who like really love jazz. Great. But people who are like moderately into jazz, like myself, maybe Arnaldo would qualify. Um, do you find yourself in that wheelhouse or is jazz is something you don't even try? Um, no, it's something uh, I drink my coffee too on Sunday mornings when I get up and I really don't have anything going on. So, um, you know, dipping my toe in it. I'm not, I'm not having a jazz and, um, you know the uh, what is it, the freestyle? I can't wrap my head around that yet. So um, yeah, but yeah, I I take recommendations from a lot of people in the VC, and some of it I like, some of it not so much. But yeah, um, I do enjoy it. Nice. So Louis Golden says I've been critically listening to jazz too hard. I'm starting to hear things that I'm not sure are actually in the recording. That's too many diet cokes, Louis. I'll help you with that one. I think that that is the the artificial sweeteners that you are potentially overdosing on. So just be be aware of that. So Jose, hey, where have you been? They're, 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 they've almost put <laughs> all points bulletin looking for you. I, I know we've been kind of communicating behind the scenes a little bit, but where have you been and what's been going on? Um, well, I've been. I've been working a lot. It's been, um, you know, a busy end of the year was um, very busy. I've been uh, crowdfunding for one of my records. I purchased a lot of stuff uh, and uh, some personal stuff. uh, But uh, basically, I've been busier than ever. And most of the times, for example, I only have one computer right now so that's the one that i i use for the software that i use for uh duplicating cassettes Uh, and uh, since i have a label and uh it's something that um that i use a lot i've been 
doing it. So we do it. We do like uh, real time duplication on cassettes, and we have five du duplicators. So that means that I can only make five cassettes with like the. If a record is forty five minutes, it takes forty five minutes to make five cassettes. Okay. So I'm making noise uh, a noise record, and uh, it's two titles, and both of them are ninety minutes each. So it's been very long about that. But uh, I was also with my wife's family. Okay. I was in Sinaloa, listening to Chalino Sanchez every every day. Oh, like, every uh, day. That's every day. But like in like in the actual place, you know, like uh, like. Like the, actual, the actual place he recorded or actual place he was murdered? Can you clarify? Uh, both. You know, like where he was born and where he was murdered. Same place. Culiacán, oh, Sinaloa. Okay. okay. Yes. That's hey. where my wife's family is from. Looks like a, so we have a couple comments for you, Jose. People have missed you. I have to show this one first. Record Hound says it looks like Jose purged his home. How do you no. respond to this one? No, I'm in a, I'm in a look. How, how can I show the other? Can I flip the, the camera? No, I can't, right? I don't know. Try it. I mean, this we're we're, we're a, a tightly run ship. You can always try. No, I can't. But it's just a burger place outside. Oh, right. Yeah. He, he's abandoned his friends to spend time with his internet friends. I, I think that it's a it's a noble thing that you. No, I, I feel bad because you know it's it's like the fourth time that I that I haven't been able to make it. So you know. Oh, it's no big deal. I know you're busy. Leland says, "Good to see you, Jose." So see, people have missed you. Yeah. Well, I I. I I catch the Rachel show for like 30 minutes the other day. I think it was, uh, what do you call that in English? Like uh, all the categories that I thought I was nominated, I was not nominated anymore. So that was weird. I was snubbed for some reason. Like it was the Emmys or something. Oh, no. But I didn't, I, I couldn't finish watching them. Um, but uh, I haven't bought a record like in a month and a half. Holy I did, shit. I I did. I got the vinyl meat please for the Black Sabbath one. I did, <laughs> Don't say Leland. I'm sorry. Even Jose got. That. <laughs> yeah, I actually have. I actually have two copies because. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> you're rubbing it in. Yes. I Leland, have, Leland is retracting that. Good to see you, Jose. I know that message just comes. <laughs> so a friend, a friend of mine has like the vinyl meat please for country and. Um, something else essentials and he got a copy and he gave it to me because he doesn't have the rock one but for for any i don't know why they messed up and they sent the black salad one and he didn't want it so he gave it to me so um los plebes. uh but uh well I, that's not true i got some records but are like you know weird weird stuff that i don't think anybody here wants to talk about but uh but I haven't bought like uh, like anything off a record store in a few weeks. <clears throat> so when are things gonna slow down for you, uh, Jose? Uh, hopefully next week. I think I think hopefully next week. Okay, great. <clears throat> I mean, working with like um, a new distributor in um, the UK for my label, so that's pretty cool. At least you know. I'm gonna sell my my records in um, in uh, Europe and the UK. I mean, I, I was already selling them, but um, now to like normal stores, bigger stores like Rough Trade and all that. So I'm oh, pretty wow. happy. So it's so a wider wider distribution. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm very happy about that. 
uh, have a record coming out on March, and I'm going to receive it. It's been uh, hell a little bit. <laughs> Jose, uh, Lena wants to know, is Michael 45 your distributor now? No, definitely not. You know, I, I did try once to contact him and Mike from the in-groove, like, like a year and a half ago or something like that. And I never got reply like at all. So that's. I know Mike hates me because I once said that. Uh, I don't know if anybody here remembers, but it was on Rachel's, and uh, I, I didn't mean it as a bad thing. But I like in Spanish, maybe my brain thought it was not that horrible of a comment. But I said that his uh, collection was extremely boring. <laughs> oh, I don't know why anyone would be insulted if you said that, Jose. I mean, I mean, but I mean it in the sense of because he was like showing that he had like multiple copies of the same record, and he always says that he has like every Brian Eno record, but he doesn't like Brian Eno, and uh, he has all the King no. Crimson records, but he he doesn't like King no. Crimson. Jose, he had. He was he was hoarding the Nick oh, Drake yeah, yeah, yeah. original. I'll, I'll eventually listen to it one day. I'm like, yes, it was exactly. Why do you have an original Nick Drake? I think it was like, was it Pink yeah. Moon or was it Five? No. I don't know which one it was. No, it and was he, uh, five, like, five leaves left. It was like extremely <laughs> difficult record, and he was like, well, yeah, you know, like this is not for me. But one day, I'll. He had a misfit seven inch. The one of like JFK one, like extremely hard to get. And he was like, well, this is not for me, but you know, like it's, you know, it's rare. So I'm going to have it. So I just, I just said it like that. And he was on Rachel's and I think he hated my comment, but I just meant it like in, like, I only collect what I like. Like, I don't go by, I, I, I am a completionist as well, you know, but, but I wouldn't have like five copies of record I hate. So Jose, you're saying that Mike Esposito can't take a joke, right? But I know one person who you know can take a joke. Jose, Jose, let let let. This is how the joke is told. Okay. There's the there's the lead, and here it comes. You ready? Okay. So Mike, you're Jose again. You're saying that Mike Esposito can't take a joke. I know a person who can take a joke. Are you ready? So KRWD. Oh, wow. How you got that shit? That's. <laughs> wow! Like it doesn't look even like it's played or opened before. Man, so when he gives your album a bad review, just think about this. Just wow. get this in your mind. Can can you can you like uh, send me a high res that <laughs> photo? Uh, high res. Want to have my? You know, I want to have my like my Jufro like that, like in a month. T-shirts. T-shirts, T-shirts. Uh-oh, the authorities are coming, Jose. <laughs> Niagara, Niagara's coming. Hey, Jason, what are what are some of the, the tracks or jokes that are even on there? Can you read? Can you read what some of those are? I'm just wondering what's on it. Concert for sound effects, record, and finger. Uh, Mrs. Marcos. Hang on, I think Jose's doing a drug deal. What's going on here? <laughs> no, it's my friend's car. It's my friend's car. But, uh, so Fair enough. Hola, que pasa? Hola, que tal? Bueno, bueno. He knows English, you know. Have oh, to. I don't know. Jose, I don't know. <laughs> he has the same name that I do. Jose, oh, Miguel Moreno. Yeah, my name is Miguel Moreno. The same oh, name. Kevin, he has yeah, a song true. called Bust Your Nuts. 
Huh. Yes. There we go. He does. But it's, it's his car, and I'm charging it here. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, Jason, Jason, what was that song called? I think we need to make you big for that one. What was that called again? It's called Bust Your Nuts. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> here we go. Oh, look. Wow. Well, that, I mean, uh, I'm, but how do you grab that? I, I, like, I've seen it on Discord, but nobody has it. There's three copies. Go get them. Hurry. Oh, really? Oh well, I get older. You know, I, I would. Can I Sorry. rent? Can I rent for like two minutes? Well, I still have. I have four percent on my phone. All right, let's let's end your phone with a big uh, fat rant. Let's go. I just want to say that it that I I love the fact that when uh when a uh, reissue comes out, all of the sudden people are Black Seven fans, and all of the sudden people are a uh, television fans. And I just thought it was really funny to see people trying to say like, oh, you know, uh, television, like I have my OG copy since like they fucking recorded it. And I just thought it was really funny. And uh, all, like because I heard Mike Esposito saying that he thought that the original pressing was shit <clears throat> or something like that. And I just think it's bizarre as hell that somebody would say like the original pressing just sounds like. It was meant to be like that, and uh, the Rhino one just sounds like like somebody that doesn't know the band thought it sounded cool like that. Okay, Jose, you ready for that hot take? Should we should we go there? Yes. Do you want to go oh. there? Uh -oh, yes. this, is, this is like crossfire. Okay, now. Like, yeah, yes. Tucker and Pappy Let's go controversial. I know yeah. you like it. I'm not talking about you. I, I, don't, don't, you. I don't like it. I don't like this. This sounds so muffled. I'm gonna no, what, the, what is that one? Which one is it? The reissue, the Rhino oh, reissue. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. it doesn't sound good. Yeah. The, the original. What is this? Is this a jazz record? Anybody? Is this? <laughs> what is this? Is this a new age record? No, 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 no. This is a guitar record, right? When you listen to this, you should be floating into space here, right? <laughs> into this unknown. I mean, there's a yeah. song called Friction. Okay, you know, they were not gonna play like soft guitars, you know. I mean, Rhino has a great deal of records that I would love that they would reissue, but I would prefer if they reissue the third television record, which is really hard to get. So, Jose, someone brought that up earlier in the oh, chat. Right. These, these were your topics, by the way. The reissues were your topics. Yeah, yeah, they were. Sorry. <laughs> Damn, I, I, I wish mean, I was here. Sorry. I'm going to, can you put up Massey's comment? I can't. Okay. So, Massey says, get no, a new no, stereo, no, no, no. Jason. It doesn't I think you've lost like your hearing, Massey. Let's be honest. Magic. You can't hear the boosted bass on here. Okay. Wait, so Magic sent a free copy and yeah. it sounds amazing. <laughs> to me, Is this record has no balls. Like to be honest, this Rhino. I'm gonna prove it to you, Mazzy. Like starting well, like I will say this. we'll have a live stream. We'll play this record against the original. So Mazzy is so Mazzy is so hot right now, he's not even spelling right. Total diagree. The record still has balls. I think they mean he totally disagrees. Who's the, the immigrant here? Well, I'm not hey, paid by Rhino. You know, I'm not paid by Rhino. You know, so I'm, I'm not just paid by Rhino either. Either. I can say oh, no, paid by Rhino. We're not saying that, but he says I, I love the OG too. I think you can. I think two things can be true at the same time. Did you get popcorn, Ronaldo? Is that what you got? Were you getting ready for this steel cage match? Okay. <laughs> Is that one of those? Uh, what, what's the name of the cookies? Oh, the the elves. The Keebler elves. <laughs> Keebler elves are those. It? No, Arnaldo, we need to know what you're uh, snacking on. Oh. Oh, that's what, like that's some really Italian stuff, my friend. 
I mean, it looks good. It looks like chocolate on a cookie. Is that safe to say that's what it is? Is that from Wonka the movie? (laughs) (laughs) It may not Wonka movie was shit. Hey, but so what I was saying was, um, I just, I just think that Rhino could do like, like underrated stuff that hasn't been pressed. (laughs) Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. I want that. I want that shit. I, I. I'm I'm literally jealous of our record. Like didn't, you couldn't didn't, no didn't we make didn't, didn't Jason, we make is, that, is that is that all analog? Does <laughs> that come from the tape? Is that from the it's got a digital one? step? I'm looking for it right now. Uh, you know what? <laughs> who I mastered would love, who I would mastered love that? if that record gets bootlegged? Wouldn't it be amazing if that record gets bootlegged? Like just like audiophile nightmare for that guy. No, but I just I I I think Michael Firmer's uh, review wasn't bad at all because I because I did uh, listen to my uh, a friend of mine got the the Rhino one. I I thought it sounded too close to the Rhino ratio that I have, but the original one just sounds so much better. It's like I, I don't I don't get it. It's just it, so, John, it, so John Moreno can, makes can a we, good can point. We agree, can we agree that everyone likes what they like? Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. So no. When, no. No. Absolutely no. I mean, no. I do. I do love some stuff that I hate. Too. I do. I do. I do want to shout out John Moreno here. He says the tracking angle slash Michael Fremer, our uh, a comedian. I don't know if you, anyone knew that he's a comedian. It's not like he, he doesn't mention this literally every time. But anyway, he says he gave the television a good slash bad review. So I did notice that because. There was a little bit of double talk, and it was a little. Well, I will. I will say this: when I was at Jason, I've said this story like three times already. But when I was at Jason, he a b, uh, uh, the the, the cars, the cars, uh, Rhino, and like uh, the original one, which I think the original one goes for like five dollars or ten dollars, something like that, twenty perhaps. But it's cheaper than the Rhino one. Yes, it's cheaper than and the Rhino. The Rhino one didn't sound bad. But the thing about it was that it sounded like it was the eighties. Like it, like they took the eighties away because instead of sounding the drums like it just sounded like like the whole head of the reverb was taken out. Fuck that again! Oh shit! Here they are, immigration coming again, Jose. (laughs) What what the fuck's going on with this car? Tú no sé qué pasa. O sea, no hago nada la mierda esta. This moment of the television program brought to you and bilingual is uh, sponsored by (laughs) Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone. Yeah. yeah. Any language you'd like to. Available at your local Walmart. It's two different Spanish, by the way. (laughs) John Moreno. Yeah. La Miegra. Hay un vato que se llama John Moreno en los comments. Ah, güey. A ver. ¿Qué pasa si no.? No, literal, de que va a estar aquí de que 10 minutos. Ya, yeah. venís. Sí. Va. All right, so, so, uh, anyways, but I just, I just think that Rhino has good records they could be reaching instead of doing the obvious. And it's fine, but I don't know. I just, I just, I just, I just think that. Um, so, Jose, you've really pissed some people off with this take. And perhaps yeah. the most pissed off person is coming on now. Are you ready yes. to answer to this? Yeah. My only yeah. is not pissed off. Curious. 
Why is he furious? Wyoming Dave asked for a link. He asked for a link. I want to show, want to show Jose this oh, one. Fuck, that I that's the one. one. That one's expensive, too. Uh, it's, a, it's, a pro, it's a promo copy from 1992. Wow. Wyoming Dave with the big flex. No, wow, <laughs> Louis Goldman is right. Louis Goldman says it speaks for all of us. No one fucks with Wyoming Dave. <laughs> I mean, that record, it's not only that's good, not and, but that's a great record. If, if you... Yeah. Like the first one, if you got uh, fucked sideways by someone at YouTube and, and told you to buy it for whatever reason, please go and listen to the other two because the other two are really good. <clears throat> They're very different, but it does, it's the same band. And it sounds like, you know, it, it makes sense. But that's a record that I would absolutely love that they reissue, but they don't. So uh, might not pick either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who? I don't. I don't. I, I'm not saying them. I just want anybody except for four men with uh, asses to release it. That's actually one of my favorite labels, Jose. Four men with asses. Not to be confused with four men with beards, because it's a completely different, yeah, different, different roster, different ball game. But I will say that four men with beard. Have you ever read? Why they're named like that? It's the guy has a beard. No, because no, don't hang on. Wyoming Dave, Wyoming Dave has the, the answer. Wyoming Dave. I see a picture of the guy guy who starts ha, started that company. He has an Italian guy with a big beard. Is all I know. Yeah, but he was yeah because it was like supposedly like only hipsters buying records. So it was it literally says that it's meant to resemble the people that buys them. It's something like that. It's, oh. it's in the label that it says that. So I don't know about that. <laughs> well, Jose, what does the rest of your night look like? Because you're probably at one percent better. Yeah, I'm. I'm two percent. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm about to leave. Um, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna avoid gluten at a place. Okay, I, I and, hope you get a nice uh, naked hamburger. Uh, I hope you start buying yeah. records again. I hope we see you around. Uh, I mean, I have. I have bought, but I might. I might come to like Rachel's to say hi on Monday or whatever. Um, but uh, I've been really busy. Some stuff uh, for later, uh, personally. But uh, okay. but I miss everybody here. Uh, thanks for having me. At least a few Bye. minutes. I promise I'll be at home next next podcast. I am all right. You're frozen, Jose. Is is what happened? And and on that note, I think we're gonna. <laughs> This is this is where you pull that that hook. You know they used to have the vaudeville hook where they'd pull him off the stage. I just I just want everyone. This is the last thing memory of Jose for tonight's presentation. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, you're back! You came back! Oh shit! Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, a friend of mine was playing at a record store, and uh, he was my right. I'm really far away from my house, so all good, Jose. I, I we'll couldn't see you make soon. it. So they glad decided to get back uh, in the pocket, and we'll we'll talk soon, my friend. All right. Hasta luego. Bye. Adios, cuídense. Yeah, All right. So we got room up here, Mazzy, if you want to join us for this riveting, intentional conversation. So he says, Mazzy says, Framer says, Tom wanted the intense, edgy sound on Marky Moon. Maybe so. Yet the next year, Adventure is a better recording, and he abandoned that early sound. So who knows what he would like now? Jason, what do you think? Show my comments. This is a reply back to Mazzy here. Hang on. If you've ever seen television or Richard Lloyd live, I missed that word. 
They don't have their guitars sounding muffled. Okay. <laughs> I forgot. Yes, this is true. Sorry, man. All right. Well, let's get in. Let's get into the luminate list. And uh, Wyoming, Dave, I'm sorry you haven't seen this. So you're just going to have to humor us. But uh, <laughs> Arnaldo, do you want to tee this up? What exactly is the luminate list? Or am I even pronouncing it? Or luminate? Yeah, luminate is the um, is the new sound scan. Ah, they took, they okay. took over from Nielsen, so they they do all the metrics, all the charts. And now it's called Luminate, also known as Music Connect. And they publish all of the all the charts that we have. And every year they do a year-end report. They also do a half-year one. Um, and this is the most recent one. Uh, being in the industry, I have access to it. And um, there's, I saw some interesting things. A lot of it pertains to uh, streaming. Yeah, I, I did see a lot of this up front. And I'll leave a copy. If anyone's interested, I'll leave a copy in the show notes afterwards because you did say we could share this, right, Arnaldo? Well, I don't know yet. Oh, I don't okay, know if we can okay. share it with everybody. We okay. don't want to get sued by uh, – <laughs> we're, so, credit, we're crediting them, right? Scratch, or, scratch that. If you're watching this show, this is inside baseball, so let's just keep it at that. So, you know, kind of going through this, this is kind of a year – one thing I noticed, there's a lot of talk about – streaming you're exactly right one thing i noticed was let's see here so the fact 2023 this is on streams we'll get to vinyl here in a second but it said uh fastest growing genres by u.s on-demand audio streams so world music 26 percent 5.7 billion on-demand audio streams latin 24 percent, which makes sense a lot of latin speaking countries 19.4 billion on-demand audio streams and Coming in third, I didn't have this on my uh, bingo card, country music, 23.7% for 20, almost 21 billion on-demand audio streams. The first two, not surprised. If you think about the the, 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 the makeup, the socioeconomic makeup of, of the streamers, I guess, but country, is that, am I the only one that find that surprising? Country is a huge market, maybe because we are at least... Being in New York, I'm not exposed to that much country on the radio, but I believe down south, I mean, there's, I don't know, what the percentage of country radio versus um, pop alternative or top 40, right? So this this one I also thought was interesting, and, and feel free to chime in, guys, I looked at this. So this was the 50th anniversary of hip-hop, and it was used as a lot of marketing leverage to sell reissues and special editions and all that sort of stuff. Hip-hop was the lead genre in U.S. consumption, more than rock, more than country, even more than Latin, which is kind of contradictory what you just kind of saw. But surprising, not surprising? I'm not surprised. No, I'm not surprised. No way. No? Okay. Right. The way right. things are going now. Okay, fair enough. I know I know. if you watch a lot of VC content, hip-hop is almost next to never talked about. That is something that I'm – I try. I, listen, I'm not a hip hop head, but I, I do try to listen. <coughs> what we I like. spin Bobby. So spin Bobby, if you're watching, spin Bobby, back. come back to us. He he detoured uh, on that Saturday stream with Michael Ricefields and and lawyer Dan, and then he never came back. So please come back to us, spin Bobby, because you were you were adding a value add. You actually talked about hip hop and soul records, which I can appreciate. But uh, you know, and I could go through some of these other slides. But Arnaldo, going through this, what were some of the takeaways that you noticed, particularly? Some of these, I think there was, they were talking about music discovery. Here's another one for the multi-level well, lister. I thought it was interesting is 34% are more likely to discover music 
via movie soundtracks than the average U.S. listener. That makes sense, right? Yeah, and then look at gaming. Yeah, gaming, 50%. Gaming is huge. More likely to discover music via via game. So I think this kind of speaks to, I'm sure you got noticed that uh, you hear a lot more licensed music, at least from 20 years ago, in different media platforms, TV, movies, video games. Like, think of Grand Theft Auto, remember, or even Madden game. Madden game was like one of the first ones I can remember that was using licensed music as part of its, you know, like presentation, but Arnaldo, anyway, so sorry, I cut you off. Scroll, scroll down to, um, there, there's a section about, um, Mexican music and regional music. The growth uh, on that is like astounding. Let's see. That's gender identity. And then there's also one about, um, how much, uh, physical product is being sold through D to C. Yeah. D to C. Yeah. Let me find that one. Uh, yeah, here we go. So D to C. Volume of U.S. vinyl and CD direct consumer sales grew faster than the industry benchmark this year. With over sixty percent of all D2C sales being current titles. Not really surprising. I think people are getting uh, well, not getting. I think that's the new reality. Is it's very easy to ship or shop with your seventy ninth organ here than actually going into brick and mortar sometimes. And sometimes availability. If if you if it's I mean obviously I think most people or even most non-serious record collectors will go to Amazon, Walmart. They'll go to the big guys first. And if they can't right. find it. I think the key also is the exclusive product that's only on the D2C that's driving that as well. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we were just talking about the Rhino thing. That's a D2C only title. Absolutely, right? yeah. Maybe that's some of their logic. Tree. I'm sure margin, capturing more margin is really what's driving that. But I'm sure this is probably part of it too. Is that is that counting the multiple ones that you have to ship back and forth because they're <laughs> it up or what? <laughs> right? Because Rhino perfected it. We talked about that earlier, right? That's true. Actually, that's probably help. It's kind of like uh, was it Sound of Vinyl when you get the free the free records that really cost eight dollars because they're shipping them and stuff. There's probably some kind of gimmick. I think you're exactly right, Kevin. All the the reships and returns that's probably boosting some of the numbers. <laughs> Funny. Uh, let's see what else we got here. And super fans. So that, I guess this is talking just about super listeners. Is that right on all those? Yeah. yeah. Um, go down to the, there's one that shows the increase in um, physical. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, this one I thought was interesting before we keep going. So two <clears throat> top ways discord and Patreon users discover music. Cause I don't think a lot of people, at least watching this or at least on the dais, I know of Discord. I know of uh, Patreon. I dabble in a little bit of both, but I didn't understand. I didn't think that they were a big, you know, if you was at Twitch or TikTok, I would have been more inclined to see that's a, a music uh, sharing vehicle, but found that kind of interesting too. Uh, I guess if you're funding the artist right through the Patreon, then you'll be ordering it directly, right? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, movie theaters. I'm trying to find it. Uh, tell me when to stop or not if you see it. Let's see. Uh, oh, there it is. Let's see. Ryan Gosling. And the stream. Yeah, this one I thought was interesting because, I mean, it's kind of a, a duh, but it said streaming documentaries can impact. <clears throat> so think about the, the Wham! documentary that came out on Netflix. It's like anything else. Like It's kind of like when it's kind of reached the pop culture zenith, there's going to be sales. It's very similar to the death tax when an artist or right. something happens. You know what I mean? All of a sudden that there's, like Jose said, everyone's magically a Black Sabbath fan all of a sudden. Um, finance deals. Let's see. Legacy. 
Uh, virtual concerts, I don't think – maybe it's a, the boomer element of me. I just I, – I can't really get into this concept of <clears throat> live music is kind of something I really enjoy, and I don't really – like I know the Kiss final concert was probably maybe a little bit different. You know, it's the last of the last. I know Arnaldo got it. But generally speaking, if it, if it's like like Bonnaroo, Bonnaroo and Lala and some of the big festivals will stream on like YouTube for free, I'll watch that. And am I paying for that? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think that's part of like, for example, you're going to pay a, over a grand to see Taylor Swift. I'm not saying anybody, anybody on this live stream, you know, is going to pay a, over a grand. Right. That's why I think one of the slides that you, you skipped over okay. was um, how successful the music at the movies was. Yeah. Hang on. If, if you look at those figures. Yeah. Um, well, it, was, showed, uh, it showed um, Talking Heads. Taylor Swift. Oh yeah, Taylor Swift on that one. Hang on, let's see. It was this one. Yeah, so music called "Music Goes to the Movies." Yeah, that so, one. Said uh, Taylor Swift has had a monumental year in music, but two key stats to note in the U.S. One point eight percent. She makes one point eight percent of total U.S. market because you know she did that movie film of her current era's mm-hmm. concert, and one out of every seventy-eight audio streams was a Taylor Swift song in the U.S. this year. Least surprising thing I've heard ever, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but look at look at the revenue that it generated and compare it to the others. Yeah, so the Taylor Swift movie, which was released on the 13th October, opening weekend, which is always a big measure, you know, of uh, success, and and if they're obviously if the studios are making their money back, 92.8. So let's call it 93 million opening weekend. Insane and worldwide two fifty <clears throat> crazy stuff. I, I think we're boring, Mazzy, on this one. Mazzy's <laughs> our Mazzy had the stroke, and then this is it. This is the last movies uh, ever. Pull, pull up the uh, pull up the um, the top vinyl sales list that I sent you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, look at this. I already got it ready. Actually, it's not going to show because I just switched tab. Let me stop that one and share screen. All right, so. I don't know if we can see this better. I gotta change this view. Looks good. Can you see? I'm, I'll make it bigger. All right, there we go. So this is. Oh, did this one. you get the highlights there? Oh, they didn't come through. No, I just was there. Was there highlights? This is what I, this is what I got. supposed to be. Yeah. Oh no. Well, this- when Jason was mentioning, I mean, I highlighted some of the. Maybe the, maybe I can see them. Hold on a second. Um, I think I highlighted it. There's two. There's only two jazz albums that appear in the top 100, and uh, one is actually pretty high. It's the Vince Guaraldi, the Christmas oh, album. The Christmas one. Yeah. And then farther down below is Miles Davis. Hence, why <laughs> there's your answer. Why they keep on um, reissuing <laughs> the Miles Davis, and look how many copies it sold in a year. Was it fifty six thousand or something? Uh, let's see. Kind of blue, number eighty nine. It's fifty six. Yeah, fifty six, almost fifty seven thousand units. And then, hold on a second. Let me see if I can find my copy that had actually. What's interesting, though, is kind of what we were talking about at the beginning. Not to go deep tease and make you watch the show from the beginning, but we're talking about the reissues. I mean, so many reissues on here. 
Shocking. Abbey Road, number 37. Rumors um, was like number nine, wasn't it? Right, exactly. Yeah, there's, there's quite a few there that I wanted to show you. Yeah, I mean, that's the Taylor Swift stuff. That makes complete sense. Um, thriller, always going to be in the top 20 to 30 every year. Dark Side, no surprise there, number 21. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting to actually see what these things, I mean, 1989, a million copies, and this is this is vinyl, so a million units. That's a good album, 1989. Did you get that one, Dave? Well, I have it original or close anyway. Okay. Bought a few years ago from Walmart. Very nice. This one, this is actually one I might try out. I might try it on streamers. I'm hearing a lot of good things about the Olivia Rodrigo. Album. Yeah, you should get it on vinyl. It sounds better on vinyl. For real? Okay. Vampire. Heard that one from it. Okay. 267,000 units moved last year. So here's here's a key thing. If you want to grow your final community YouTube channel, you should be covering Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've be been good. doing it wrong this whole time, Jason. I You've think I'm doing it all wrong, right? Let's, you know, <laughs> maybe cover rumors again, you know, just. Yeah, because if you look at it, you have you know, rumors. And then you wonder why they reissue it so many times. Yeah. 200,000 copies um, only last year. So that's so peak, pretty impressive. Peak, so peak position for, for, I guess, one week of calendar 2023, it was the number one selling record. And nobody, was it, Christine McVie passed away in 23, right? Uh, 22. Okay. So, I, I mean, I'd be curious, like what, some, some kind of catalyst drove that to number one. I, you know, it was a couple of years ago, it was in that, that uh, what TikTok video, the guy skateboarding or whatever. I mean, sometimes it's something like that that propels these things to. Well, remember this is this is the um, it's the vinyl chart, so it oh. may have been number one only for vinyl. Okay, <clears throat> but, but still, but still, there wasn't like a anniversary release that I can think of, or no. there wasn't anything that. Oh, and it's, it's <laughs> I'm part of that million. I feel bad. Oh, uh, we recorded it. Version. Yeah, I, I may I may have all the color variants, Jason, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> She's screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. So, what really? So she re released her versions, and yeah. you know, from the originals. How much difference is there in her version? Uh, there is like a difference on here. Meaning, <laughs> um, what do you call it? It doesn't. Her the way she's singing, basically she got older, right? So she's not what do you call it? More as energetic. Maybe that's not the right a word. A more mature sound, is that a better way to say? Yeah, like her voice is a bit deeper and that, that kind of affects this, but the music isn't necessarily the same. They try to achieve it, but I think the way that I guess Max Martin and all those other, you know, producers, they have a style. She can't really replicate that on her own on this. Okay. Um, I mean to me, I think this is one of this one doesn't sound as good as the red, the Taylor's version. <clears throat> like the red actually um, has like, since her voice matured a bit, that one sounds like more authentic in a way, you know, especially that one song. I think red is about John Mayer, I think, which is hilarious in itself. Right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure every Taylor Swift fan on this peanut gallery didn't know that. <laughs> you mean one? <laughs> one? One? 
But I mean, it goes back to our, our conversation about the reissues. Here's Bob Marley legend, still top 30, right? Um, Charlie Brown, Purple Rain. I mean, you're seeing a lot of the same names. I mean, it goes, and we could probably do a whole show on this all in itself, like new music, how people are finding new music, consuming new music, etc. I mean, it's, I bet you if we sorted this, it, it, I don't think it breaks it down by reissue or first release. I would, just looking at this as we're kind of panning it, I'd say at least 85% is reissue. Do you think that's off Arnaldo? You guys are saying? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think 85% of this is reissue. Now, this, this is the one you're talking about. This is the actual uh, day mm-hmm. of 1989, the original 1989. So even that sold, how many? It sold 66,000. Yeah, sixty. Yeah, almost sixty-seven thousand copies. And that was the original release, which because a big machine owns all the licensing and publishing. But uh, there's like some surprises there too. Like I would expect, kind of blue to still be selling, right? But then number eighty-eight, you have Weezer, their debut album, and that hasn't been reissued last year. So, um, yeah, well. Did I know MoFi does one, but they, they don't move that many units. No, I think isn't the MoFi is the MoFi out of print. Some of that stuff comes in and right. out. Exactly. That's what that's what we were talking about, Norman, earlier. That they they reissue the same records because they know they can sell them. <laughs> oh, Melinda, you're 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 <laughs> preaching to the choir on this one because I know your video. I think you worked out a trade for your uh, RSD Taylor record. I sold mine and. I made uh, a nice return on that investment. That's all I'm going to say. Taylor, I, that's why I won't say a, a, a coarse word about Taylor. She made me a healthy amount of money on that one. Was it that one called the Long Pond Sessions? Well, I did, Dave. Yeah. If I'm telling on myself, I did sell one of those two this oh, year. I, okay. I bought it for forty dollars mm-hmm. and I sold it for one hundred forty dollars. So you can do the math. Yeah, uh, it was a nice. It was a nice return. And you know what I did with that money? Besides, I rolled around in in, in the bed with a hundred dollar bill. Um, well, I, you know, hashtag fat stacks. Um, no, I, uh, I just, I bought it, I, you know, grail record. That's usually how I work. So I, I gotta give Dave the pick off for us some more hustle. He's a Taylor is regular at the psychedelic Sunday. So, so check your local listings for Dave, the pickup artist and his presentation psychedelic Sunday. Uh, I was, I was told on the morning show this morning that I should interview him by a, a certain gentleman who I think I'm at odds with now. I don't know how that happened, but either, either it is what it is. So, so Dave, maybe we should do an interview. On, really take a joke. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> Come on. Is that, is that your, is that going to be your new uh, turquoise? <laughs> you pull that out every <laughs> well, when I start live streaming I'll play this how about that fair enough fair enough oh hang on I gotta present that again oh and stage there we go there's Peter hang on pumping vinyl we're not pro- we're not promoting other channels uh, in this presentation but I do have it on good authority someone or something called the raging tomato will be on the morning show tomorrow so we'll see how that goes all right. Well, any other surprises on this list? I mean, the new Beatles, they only have Abbey Road in here. Right? I know that was quite shocking. I was looking for it. I was like, where's the red and blue? Or where's uh, now and then? It wasn't there. 
It wasn't. What that? But that came out the back half I, I of the think, year. But I think that wouldn't qualify. That would be a single. It would. This is only uh, LPs. Yeah, so I don't think it would be on this yeah. list. Fair, fair. All right. Well, I think we, again we beat this one to yeah, death. But who knew that Taylor Swift sold so many records, right? Well, hang on. Can <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, Again, you can blame me, right? You can blame me. I was there, you know? The funny thing, this was supposed to come out like at my local and the guy didn't get it. So he's pissed off, right? Because they, I guess she allowed it to come at midnight or something, right? The day, the day before the release or whatever. Right. And then I went in there and he felt, it was just like I was in there and then he got a box and then he was like, I could hear him grumble. Like, finally I got the tailors. And then I went, went up to him. I was like, how much is this? And then he looked at me and he was like, well, mm, how about, mm, how about $28? I'm pretty sure this is not selling for 28, you know, that, you know, it's funny. Was that the one that, uh, no, it was last year. Whatever one, it, it, it was the one she did last year was part of the Walmart $15. Sale. I think it had just come out. Well, mid- retail. Midnight's. Midnight's. Yeah, it was Midnight's. Yeah, it just came out at retail as $30. And literally that week, it was part of that, oh, the vinyl $15 so at Walmart. Cesar was asking, which is the top new album on the list? Not a reissue. So, I think it's Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah, it was Olivia yeah. Rodrigo Guts. Yeah. yeah, it was that one for sure. You up at the good one. Three songs off of the album. Good one. And and the second one was actually Lana Del Rey's new album, not too far behind. Yeah, it's a good one. And then you can also buy it signed if you want. So hang on, you got a sign, Jason. You're just making us all feel. Jason's making us all feel inferior between the Vanilla Ice, the Michael Fremer, and now he's got a signed Olivia Rodriguez. Rodrigo. Oh, Rodrigo. Rodrigo. Apologies. I, I, I'm thinking of. Uh, We're not a fan, Chance. Yeah. Chance. I, I'm, I'm joke. Come on now. Which one's better? Listen, I'm definitely not the target demo for that music, but I, I'm I'm willing to try it. That's all I can say. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, that was fun. Um, so, what else is going on in the world of record collecting at the local level? We are here. Kevin is in the middle of kind of reorganizing his situation. Are you br- are you bringing in any new records right now, Kevin? Or are you kind of at a pause? Um, I mean, I'm find me, please. I have my subscription there, so yeah, I'm getting stuff in. And um, I did buy because it was your stream what two weeks ago. Uh, y'all talked about the um, no. Don't blame us. Don't blame the, us. We are not trying to sell records. No, no. It was the reissue of um, that thing you do, right? Oh, the Mondo. It was available. Yeah, the Mondo. Here. So I went out and I picked that up. But I, I mean, I haven't but really I, been. But, but someone was saying they did a terrible job on it. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Have you opened and played it? Because some copies are being reported as warped. Mondo is not the best for quality control. I haven't received it yet, so I don't ah, know. Okay. So we'll have you back on the report back. So you either can say Mondo good or Mondo bad. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, no, I haven't purchased anything else. So I'm trying to stick to that. Don't buy anything right now. So. That's fair. That's fair. Um, now, Louis, Louis Golden says he did not see Twin Temple on that list. <laughs> Curious. I uh, Yeah, I don't – Arnaldo, was that a mistake in the list you sent over? Because I know you're well, a big Twin Temple fan. Luminate is a very Christian uh, organization. 
Oh, so they automatically disqualify. Yeah, they probably would have disqualified the occult. <laughs> well, but but Thriller was on that, and isn't that a cult record because of you know the the grave dancing and the the makeup and that sort of thing? So yeah, sure. Convenient, convenient. I don't know. So, I mean, so Wyoming Dave, what's going on with you, pal? I definitely have two. I have over 1,002 albums. <laughs> 1,000 records. Wyoming Dave. Wow. Where, it, it, this is a good question. We don't need a room tour, but where do you keep all these uh, pieces of uh, black wax? I have a few in boxes this way and a few in my bedroom. My record plays in my bedroom. Well, that television. Listen, that television record would look really good on my shelf. I'm just saying. No, no. Who was it? Who was it? George Burns. Someone said he did. Someone said uh, he doesn't quite get rid of some records because you never know when you'll go back to it or need it. Is that George just said that. Yeah, I think like me. That's kind of like me. Yeah, well, it's true because uh, I think we come in and out of a particular tastes or what we're listening to at the moment, and is I'm sure Arnaldo and, and, and Jason and Kevin can relate to this. If you get rid of it and then down the road you're like, oh, I used to have that or I think I still have it. And then for whatever reason you got off of it and then you're like, do you go buy another copy? The answer is probably yes. Yeah, I told you like a dummy. I, got, I had a whole bunch of not original U.S. 1990s modern rock albums. Like a dummy, I sold those. Now I regret doing that. But oh, well. Oh, Dave. We can't have you on the show anymore if you did something like that. That's terrible. How dare you? No, hey, John Moreno, this is actually, can I make this into a coffee mug? Not buying records is like not breathing, John Moreno. <laughs> uh, Arnaldo, what's going on in your world of record collecting lately, last two weeks? Uh, well, I'm debating whether I'm going to a record fair on Sunday. Okay. Because now, after all this talk about how many records do we have? How many records do we need? Oh, no, you've been shamed into <laughs> getting rid of things and and last weekend i bought a few records that you know i i bought a double but you know hold on a second let me show you the double um if you pull out marky moon again uh no 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 so i had this right okay sugar cubes okay and then I come across this, and how do I not get this? Right? <laughs> <laughs> so Arnaldo's throwing up a copy of the yellow cover, and then the same artwork on a pink cover. So he's kind of speaking to what we were talking about. And, before. you know, now at this point, it's like a rabbit hole. There's six different colors. There's an orange variant. There's a blue variant and a green variant, which is actually the standard one. Um and this is back in 1988. Look how clever they were. Oh, let's reissue. Let's issue an album with so many different variants. I don't think anyone was doing it in 1988. Right. And then I did the chance thing, right? Uh Oh, don't blame me. It was like, it's two bucks. It's only $2. Oh, right? come on. <laughs> <laughs> <Not one. laughs> Village people records. Oh, Arnaldo. I, I, I was giving Steve Carlson some trouble because he had he did a flip video where he had Macho Man. And, and, and Macho Man. Macho Man's not on this one. Well, no, yeah, because that's like or a red cover, I think. Yeah. Um, so, but they're pristine. They're like mint. I listen to them 
The covers are great. And I was like, I was tempted. They're only $2. So Nick Pantasy's got a question. He says, Arnaldo, what about the green? The green, I don't, you know what? I think um, I'm not having buyer's remorse, but I'll listen to which vinyl's better. And I may only keep one because what am I going to do? Only have two, right? At that point, I'd have to have all six of them. And I, do I really want to collect all six of them? Yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like Shawshank Redemption, Arnaldo. You've gone this far. Maybe and, we're going a little farther. And you guys don't have Newberry Comics, right? No. It's, but it's a local chain out of um, Massachusetts. Awesome. Yep. And there's this one location that I go to, the, the closest one that's actually in New York. Um, and I, I've been eyeing – they have great sales. They mark down stuff. But they also have high prices. So I, I they do. But all of the Eagles MoFis, they're all marked down. You can get an Eagles MoFi for $70 there or $80. Um, and I've been eyeing this box set for about a year waiting for it to go on sale and it finally went on sale and i know i'm going to get some hate from people because they're going to tell me oh it it doesn't sound that good it doesn't sound that good but i'm not spending a hundred dollars to get an og of each three of these albums so oh nice what are you holding up there arnaldo tell our friend at home Uh, the noi box set ah kraut rock Okay. So, so it yeah. spoke to you. That makes sense. It was thirty percent off. Even better. And they they get to a point sometimes where, um, usually the weekend after a holiday weekend. So I'm, I'm already waiting for the text to come through because it was Martin Luther King last weekend. Sure. And usually the weekend after the holiday weekend, they want to drive people in to spend more money. Of course. They'll send they'll send a coupon for an additional 15 or 20% off. Oh, and hook, line, and sinker. They've got our exactly. all So here I am holding the box. I'm like, you know, can I wait another week? I'm sure they're probably going to send out that text, right? Yes, it is. It's the grown land. Patrick's asking. Is Patrick, that the all right, Patrick, what's the verdict on it? Uh-uh. Well, well, while we're waiting for that answer from okay. people. So I was like, should I put it back and take the gamble that it won't be here next week? Right, and I was like, ah, an extra ten dollars off. What is that going to be? I think it was one of the apostles, Chatimus Casimus, that said, um, <laughs> "Buyeth now or buyeth later." Is that, was, that in the, was that in the New Testament or Old Testament? Uh, so yeah, I can appreciate that. Hey, uh, Melinda has a question. I saw Jason already answer, but let's throw this up here. Is anyone going to Expona or Exponia in Chicago this spring? I'm assuming that's the, uh, the like the, the gear thing. I I am not a gearhead, so I won't be. I'm going to the record show this weekend. Cheap plug, Chicagoans. I'll be at the Chicago Land. Uh, I'm not going to sign autographs, or I'm not going to uh, do meetups in the, in the toilet room. But if you're uh, if you're digging for records, say hey, because I know a couple people. I know Andrew Lavelle is going to be there. Oh, hey, quick shout out to. Uh, I think some folks know this guy in the VC. It's Christian. His channel is CGC Vinyl Guy. He just had like a eye procedure, so he's not going to be able to make it. But wishing him a speedy recovery. He's one of the nicest guys out there. So um, if you know him, drop by, send him a little note on his page because I think he's a 
he's uh, you know not feeling the best with this uh, eye surgery. So but hopefully he's going to come out with it nice and well anyway. So anyone, Jason, what was your, I saw you replied to Melinda on this one. Uh, as long as it doesn't interfere with the Austin record show in the spring. Are you going I, to the spring show? I always go to them both, man. You got to go hit them well, both. See, Louis Golden, if you're there, Jason's at least. Louis Golden has been kind of shaking me down to go. Ooh. But I told him I'm going probably to the New York one in the fall. So I had to make a choice, and I'm probably mm-hmm. skipping Austin completely this year. He doesn't. He didn't like that answer, by the way. Louis has threatened me with uh, violence and malfeasance if I'm not. <laughs> and Louis, if you're coming to the Austin Records show, I think that's in May. I think then, yeah, you can crash at my place. You know, Jose's not going to oh, be there. I didn't even get that offer for Pete's sake, Louis. Good God. We can listen to Vanilla Ice. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> If you guys do the ninja app, I hope somebody records nice, it. Nice baby. Yeah, that'd be tremendous. Uh, good stuff. And I see John Moreno. So this is something I, I, I've actually kind of asked around, and I haven't got a definitive answer. John Moreno says, Los Angeles has record shows, record fairs every weekend, not to mention all the record stores. Record stores? Check. I, I, I haven't been out in a couple of years. I need to get out there this year. But the only, the only show that I see advertised, at least online, is that OC one? I have their schedule. Is is there any other good record shows that would be make worth the travel out there, John? Tell me in the comments below. I would love to hear your feedback on that. Jason Rojas, what's been going on in your record collecting world the last couple of weeks? So I've been talking to Arnaldo, and uh, we're talking about that. Uh, could we could we talk about this, Arnaldo? Is that is that? <laughs> now jason you've already flashed something up there so i i I don't know if this is a taboo but the record you're showing tell the audience at home what's what's going on here this is just another fleetwood mac record don't worry so this is the 75 self-titled the first with uh, Lindsay and stevie on it right yeah this is where you know You've got some two old guys on the cover, you know, <laughs> and everyone else is on the back, you know. Um, but Arnold and I were talking about this record, and he reminded me of the Chris Bellman cut that was, right. what, 2012, I think? 2012, yeah, the um, RSD one. So luckily, I have all the records downstairs now, so I found it, and I compared them, and this is still enjoyable, but this is amazing. Cut on Bellman really? cut, okay. RPM, like this is where the reissue does amazing. Yeah, know? I never heard, uh, I never heard an original of the of Fleetwood Mac uh, mm-hmm. of that album. Yeah, so I only have the double forty five. Uh, Leland says, Jason, I need that Fleetwood Mac record. Is this another Santa VC, VLCT coming at him? I, I don't know. But, <laughs> Jason's gonna hold on to that one, Leland. Sorry, I don't think. <laughs> you can gonna- Jason, just wait till next record of the month. Oh yeah, that's actually coming out. Right, it'll it'll be interesting to hear how it sounds on thirty three. <laughs> so what I've been doing, yeah, lately, oh, every year I buy this certain record. Now, if you're not familiar with this record, this is uh, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. This is Tarkus. Um, I buy this every year and give it a chance, and I don't like it. Don't you like know, it. So I sell it or trade it. Um, so this year I got it again. I mean, it's got a great cover. Look at this. This is this is just amazing, right? It's an armadillo tank, you know. 
get it, Tarkus? No? Mm. No? Jason, that Michael Fremer record is maybe killing and maybe sapping your sense of humor. I don't know what's happening. Sorry. But I mean, yeah, so this is what I'm getting into, listening to this and like wondering why was this popular, that song. But um, the other thing I'm into right now is if you're interested in rock and roll, like 50s rock, which I really love. This is an amazing box set and you can buy it. Is this the chest stuff? Yes. Nice. It's got a nice textured cover. There's so this a is the Chuck Berry box set of the chess yep. recordings, the Great Twenty Eight, which you can get. The Great Twenty Eight is just like a gatefold two record, but this is a more de- is this a more deluxe edition? Yeah, yep. I mean, textured. We can open this up. Nice. You get the records. You get this nice booklet of Chuck. You know, go. which is great. And then you get the Great Twenty Eight right here, of course. Cool. And then you get more great Chuck Berry here. The best thing on this box set is actually the live album in 1963. This is totally worth it. If this thing is selling for like $30, $40, get it. Just get it. This is great. Okay. And you also get this, get ready, having a Berry Christmas. (laughs) So this 10-inch... Uh, run Rudolph Run. That one, Run Rudolph Run. Yeah, yeah. Spending Christmas, Christmas. So totally worth it for like $30, $40. This is awesome. Okay. Yeah. Hey, uh, Leland is really hot on the Flute yeah. Mac tip. He, he says, so get the Bellman cut, question mark, Jason? Yes, I would. Okay. It's right in But the Bellman, the Bellman cut is out of print. Yes. Okay. And I think the uh, VMP that's coming out next month is cut by Ryan K. Smith. So, right. so you're talking about a record. Does it need to be reissued? Well, <laughs> the Rhino guy would love to reissue it. Patrick, yes. Yes, even though it's they just gave the license to Vinyl Me Please. So, and, uh, Speaking of okay. the... Yeah, no. No comment there, right? <laughs> then I tell you, labels have no clue, right? <laughs> I have no clue. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing I caught, guys, and maybe you've already seen this, but um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to trying to watch less VC content. I'm noticing that that makes my blood pressure a little lower. Um, and in that journey. I'm trying to watch some more music documentaries, and I caught the Little Richard one. I think Jason might have talked about this before. Yeah. It's on uh, Max, the HBO streaming platform. Really, I thought it was really good. And I I knew of Little Richard. I knew, obviously, some of the story, but I didn't know all the story. Oh, Tommy doesn't have the clip that, that Jose shared with us. No, well, no, that's Chuck Berry. That's oh, the, that was Chuck Berry. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, let's let, – yeah, yeah, let's, 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 uh, So Chuck Berry, Chuck Berry is the father of rock and roll, and uh, Little Richard called himself the architect of rock and roll. But, uh, Chuck, Chuck Berry is also the architect of the PP tape, so – we're not. We're not going to go. We're not going to go down that well again. That was. I, I, want, that so I was going to make a bad joke. Like there's none of that in that book. Okay, let's be okay. honest. <laughs> yeah. uh, funny, but anyway. So the, yeah, the little Richard documentary I thought was pretty great. Um, it actually made, it was a call to action because of course just kind of, actually exactly what we just saw in that luminate thing. After I finished, you know what I did. I went. I went. No, I went to Discogs looking for some of those specialty report recordings, 
And uh, wouldn't you know, it's hard to find originals in good shape, shocker. But then it makes you think, well, maybe I should just try some of the 45s because you can get the specialty 45s a little bit easier. But that's a whole other animal, and I try to avoid 45s if I can. So, Dave, I saw you make a smirk. Why did you make a smirk? Someone's comment in the chat gallery. Uh, oh, this is a vinyl, this is a oh, pumpkin vinyl so. friend. It says Little Richard is the king and queen of rock and roll. Yeah, that is true. I mean, yeah. I, mean I yeah, I don't know. I mean, he was a guy like that documentary, right? Like you're seeing him kind of float between you know rock and roll, his lifestyle, which was like super, you know, um, what do you call it? Uh, showy, oh, right? I'm sorry. Okay, but then he would that whole thing when he stopped and then became a preacher and then he came back and you see, well, this you whole picked up one of those records in Austin. You picked up one of his gospel records. I remember that. Yeah. That record is, uh, it's too much actually. You know, <laughs> a lot of preaching, you know, you're just like, what's going on here? You know, yeah. um, where's little Richard, you know, who, who is this guy? Um, well, if you think about it, like when he did, so not to give away the story, but you know, he's one of the founders, you know, one of the earliest stars of rock and roll. And then he has, I guess his brother died. And so that was like a, a catalyst. Well, no, actually, I think the first time was he was flying somewhere and he thought he saw the devil on the plane, like outside the plane. So he had like some kind of like religious experience. I see Kevin laughing there, but, but it, but it's true. And Is so I like guess a, an episode of uh, twilight zone, he saw someone on the wing of the plane. It might've been, it might've been some bad drugs. I don't know, but long story short, he landed and he didn't even perform wherever he was going. He turned around and he, he literally quit rock and roll cold Turkey, quit the, the lifestyle that he was living. Like he, and he went right into the ministry. He went to a, uh, like a secular, like uh, you know, biblical school and all this. And so then he started making these gospel records and he, you know, denounced his previous lifestyle. And I would like to think that people back then are like, Oh, a new little Richard album. And they pick it up expecting like, tutti fruity or whatever and then it's like just straight gospel cuts to jason's point and it's it's interesting it's a complete 180 degree turn if you think about it. and then obviously he kind of flirts with going back he he, does, he goes back into rock and roll but then he kind of goes back into the ministry a little bit and anyway but i mean he was like the wild cat right you know sorry to cut you off like everyone worshiped him i mean that's the thing you need to realize like in that documentary it's like the beatles when they meet him they're just like kissing his hand they're just like whoa you know, Elvis Presley's like, yeah, people like me, but I, you know, you're the guy. You know? Right. Yeah. You said that. Yeah. Two million percent. Oh, hang on. I, I do need to set the record state uh, vinyl and kicks 86 clarification. Me and pumping vinyl are not friends. Okay. I listen, I don't know this. I, I see you. I see you in the live stream on his uh, channel sometimes. So uh, to set the record straight, I don't want to give any misrepresentation of alliances or tribalism. So, now you know. So, Chance, if you're interested in Little Richard, I can recommend the uh, specialty box set that came in, I think, in the 90s. You can probably get that for under, I mean, between maybe like 40 and $60. And I think that includes all three of the Little Richard albums plus like bonus stuff. So maybe okay, I'll look for it because, like I said, everything I was looking for was – I mean, low grade, affordable, but you know, good, good plus. Like I don't want to mess. I know, I know the older records play decent, but I, I don't want to mess with that. But sad thing is, a couple of years ago, actually, the Little Richard Mofi is the specialty one. The one, the orange cover is on my. It's been on my wallet list for a while, and I came close to getting it 
four years ago at the Chicago show, 40 bucks. And I was like, no. And I was like, no, I'm not going to pay $40. I think I had probably blown my budget at that point. I should have, because now you can't get it for cheaper than 60 to 80. So it's Mm -hmm. vinyl, vinyl regrets. I have a few and that's, that's one. Just be patient. It'll come up again. Well, I know Jason preaches that and, and I, I, it, it, it does happen sometimes, but we're an impulsive people, Arnaldo. And I want my cookie and I want my cream and I want my cookies and cream. Now it's the old Veruca salt thing. I want it now. <clears throat> well, well, Jason has left us. I think he's probably getting another record to show us and make us feel bad. <laughs> another van- vanilla ice. If he has a second vanilla ice, Louie will literally get in his car and drive to Austin tonight and pick it up. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. So, well, I think we're getting to the point where we can wrap up the presentation and, and, and unless Jason's got something to blow our minds. There he is. You know, I, Arnaldo, you said this. I wish it would be reissued, but it cannot be. You know, I don't know. Maybe it will. Maybe one day this thing will be reissued because this thing sounds incredible. Like, That's the original, right? No, this is the ORG. That's the ORG. Okay. So this I know you, told me you, you have the original too, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. So what is that album, Jason? Can you tell us at home? This is uh, Jeff Buckley's Grace. I think this came out in what, 95? 94. No. Yeah, yeah, I was was looking at all the 30-year, and that was on it. Like, 94 was a good year for records. That was on it. So. You know, Kevin, I actually went to see him live. Nobody showed up. My friends didn't even want to go to the concert. Um it was magnificent, you know, but he was also boring as all hell, you know, that was the weird thing about it. Um, but this is like uh, mastered by Bernie Grudman, I believe, and spread on to uh, two LPs on 45 RPM. You've never heard the record like this. Um, I know they reissued this with Kevin Gray, and it doesn't even compare to this copy. Um, and I think this is selling what, uh, Arnold, correct me if I'm wrong, but... Uh, upwards, what, three, four hundred dollars? Yeah, it's crazy. It's I crazy. stopped looking for it. I took it off my list. Wait, it's still on my list. Hold on. You guys keep talking. I've been asked to bring a record up. I have to go get it. I have to fetch a record. So keep talking. I'll be back in two seconds. I'm big, right? Should I show some more sad records? Yeah, show more sad records. I'll be right back. Like the 90s, like I had no idea. I like this record. And I had no idea that they actually had this on vinyl. This is Frente. They're from Australia, I believe. Or New oh, Zealand. yeah. I know one song by them that remake a bizarre love triangle. I yeah. have that. I have that on CD. It sounds okay on vinyl. I don't know if it'll beat the CD, but when I found out, I think this came out, what, last year or two years ago? I totally had to go get it because I was like, oh, man, finally. Cool. cool. And I think, oh, I thought it was special, but it's only on black vinyl. So, well, I'm big now. Who wants to see any records? Anybody? (laughs) Man. I can show some more records. We're still trying to find it. Here it is. Okay. Chance he left. The cheapest copy is $400 for that Jeff Buckley. 400 dang that's the cheapest one for sale 
Hey, Mr. William, hello, pumping vinyl. Yeah, and it's not like, you know, that's his most famous record. And I don't know why they can't, no one's really interested in doing it properly. I mean, Sony's reissued it. Well, I think it just depends. They just keep it in print with whatever lame mastering they did last time. <clears throat> so, so I was. So, thank you for holding me on the fort, guys. That was very unprofessional of me. But music and house. I'm out of breath because I'm old. But um, music and house. Did you show the Little Beaver yet? Little Beaver's an artist. We'll get to that. Or is that just a spoof on Rachel this morning? So, well, what does that mean, the spoof? <laughs> well, I tried talking about record collecting and, and the morning show, and that went over like a lead balloon. And then I was made fun of multiple times, shocker, by a certain fellow from Santa Monica. And I'm kind of over that guy right now. But anyway, this is what I was talking about. This is a 1972 Little Beaver. If you don't know, he was kind of like a jazz, or not jazz, like a funk guitar player from Miami. And his records, if, if you watch Bob Bradley, he's talked about Dylan from Noble Records, he's talked about this artist, not this particular recording. This is called, I think, uh, I think it's self-titled. If I'm not mistaken, it comes on the cat label. And this is some kind of funky AF kind of stuff, if you uh, enjoy that kind of stuff. I'm really kind of leaning in on like some soul, like real hard-to-find soul this year. It's kind of one of my bugaboos. So I probably shouldn't have said that and give people a competitive advantage, but um, that, that album's called Joey. So it's the title track. But my favorite part, and I didn't know this when I bought it, but you can kind of see it. See that? Uh, what does that say? Wyoming Dave, can you kind of make that with this? Promotional, promotional copy. Oh, the promo. <clears throat> we love us some promo copies. So, yeah. yeah, and this one's awesome. Like for a 70, this is 72. For a 50-year-old record to be in this kind of condition, it is a delight. And the music is funky AF. I really enjoy it. I've heard of him, but I don't know his music. Well, hey, check it, check it I, out on streaming. It's good. Okay. I, I don't want to burst your bubble, but have you ever thought when you come across, unless it's a white label promo, yeah, when you only see the stamp, you're not a hundred percent sure. Cause someone could have done a switcheroo. You never know. They could have done. They, they could have done a switcheroo. You're exactly right. Oh, I think pumping vinyl. He said Jay Z sample. Did he sample something off that record for Party Life? Okay. Uh oh, hang on. Now, see, this is what happens. I knew if I showed a Little Beaver record, we'd go down this path of uh, vagrants. Uh, Easy now, twenty seven. That was my college girlfriend's nickname. So. We'll just get that one out of the way. Is there any other little beaver jokes? Add them to the comments below. Um, but I've actually been picking up a couple things. Um, actually, you know, the, mor the morning show that certain fellow from Santa Monica says, I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to records. But uh, do you guys know who this is? This is some lady, Alice Coltrane. Are you familiar with oh. her work? I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if this is a hard to find. Is this a hard to find or in demand record? I couldn't really get an answer from from our friend, but some of the jazz bums have some of her albums. Oh, I know, Dave. I'm just <laughs> 
this is this is a legit pick up if you see it album from a, it's not it's not as kind of mainstream as the journey from Satchikoia to whatever that you can't pronounce but this is just hey, is that John Coltrane's sister wife I know I'm just joking <laughs> gosh Arnaldo I know you invited me to the jazz newbie round table but come uh, on hey. Don't give away the store. I haven't fully shared that concept with the world, but yes. No, oops. But, uh, yeah, so I picked up that, and, you know, again, I don't know anything about records, but um, Brandon Flowers, lead singer of The, uh, the Killers. Oh, wow. This is a 2015 solo record. My local had it really cheap. It goes for, like, $60. I couldn't believe it. I got it for, like, 15 so. And The Killers. Yeah. Good band. How, how is that? It's okay. It, his his solo stuff. I, I still like the killer stuff okay. better than the solo right. stuff. Is it similar or is it is it kind of? I mean, he kind of gets like very operatic on some of these. Man, before you show that record, look look on the back. Why? Well, the back of what? Of that record that you're about to show. Yeah, oh, I know. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know, I, but I, I mean, I, I'm not going to – listen, I, I don't want to pull favors unless I really need it. But, yes, this is uh, Allison Chains. They just reissued this. I bought it from the from the artist shop, which I'm trying not to do of, but found out that this is later like, a wide release. I thought that this would be like a web store exclusive. Psych! Psych! You can get this anywhere. So, yes, and as Arnaldo was hinting at, it's made on a label that you may, not, may or may not have a close affiliation with. So. But that's good. You're paying my salary, so that's good. <laughs> Arnaldo, anytime I can support small business, that's what I'm yeah, trying to do. Guns and Roses. Yeah. Well, hang on. We'll get a couple comments. I don't want to ignore people. Oh, hang on. It's pumping vinyl. Some fool in my town throws her records in the dollar bin. Oh, talking about Alice Coltrane? Well, shit, you must be cleaning up, dude, if you're pulling all those out. Mazzy. Also, stamp promos were made and given out six months, even a year after release to service radio and store buyers. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So this one's been on my list for a hot minute. Guns N' Roses lies. Now, Wyoming Dave, I'm going to quiz you. Is is there a certain copy that you should be looking for if you're a record collector? And if it is, what is it? I don't know anything about the cover. So... All right. Well, you already kind of know where I'm going. Jason Rojas, can you help out Wyoming Dave? Phone a friend. Why is there, is there a copy that you want to check down if you're trying to get this record? Yeah, isn't there like something in there on the cover that's uh, not safe? I can't remember. Yeah, it's a little taboo. But this oh. little thing here that this is if, if this is the true first pressing that oh, says, really? "Oh wow." Yes. So <laughs> it's a little rough. It's a little rough. So if, if you if you're looking for a first copy, yeah, th th this is what will delineate what a first pressing versus everything else is. Because there because there was a, a a record club copy that came out right behind us where they edited this out, but this is the one to get. Cool. Oh, BK. Oh, nice. Yeah. So Breakfast King Loyal was at the infamous Riverport show in St. Louis. That's one of our claims to fame. I was also as a as a youngster. Our local radio station organized a, a, a meetup under the arch and they had a camera person at the top of the arch in the like little tram that goes up there and they filmed it and all the people and I was eight, nine were, were allowed to flip off the camera and they sent that picture to Axl Rose. So if that picture exists anywhere, there's a nine year old 
chubby, chubby little guy flipping around. <laughs> and then the other two I got, I mean, the other recent pickups. I've been trying to pace myself because I got that record show coming up, but this is all in the last two or three weeks. Blue Note Classics, I didn't have it. Lee Morgan's on here. It was used, so it's cheap. Let me do it. And then this is a 70s gold stamp promo of Coltrane first meditations. So I like the, the this this is sexy as hell if you if you the ABC yeah. the ABC <laughs> green and blue. Like 70s recordings are kind of hit or miss in quality, but man, that label is sexy AF. So anyway, sorry, I wasn't gonna show any records, but I was I was asked about Little Beaver because I don't know anything about records, but I'm I'm just trying. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying I've only been doing it for 15 years, not sure. three, not three, not three or four years, 15 years. It's, it's just a map. Thing. Are you alluding to somebody? I could be, I could be, <laughs> I could be. So, so somebody poked the bear. For John Moreno, just for John Moreno. Heads up. John Moreno, this is for you. Heads up. You know, uh, we, we couldn't get through a, a full presentation without showing this one. Of course. Jason, do you sleep with this under your pillow? I have to ask. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is the one that Jose wanted to listen to. And uh, <laughs> when he listened, he's like, this isn't that good, like compared to like the other pressings I have. And I was like, yep. So there you go, John Marino. Hey, listen, we take, we're like we're like a great cover band. We take requests, and that's how we fill out yeah. the rest of the programming. Yeah. So. Vanilla Ice for Louie, you know. That's why we rely on – we even got to thank you. See, this is what the community is about, is, is John asked. He made a nice request. Jason provided a nice service. He he was quick to pull it from out under his pillowcase and show it to John. And, you know, good vibe. I'll show one more. This is probably the coolest. Okay. So this is Ornette, right? This is Atlantic. Um, I traded some records, and then I saw this on the wall, and I had to get it. And I wasn't sure, like, because this is definitely free jazz, but – they didn't realize is that let's see if you can see it. It's to Jim signed by Ornette. Wow. Richard Jason. But it's pretty cool. All right, John, so, what, what's your question? I don't know if I can answer it. Cause I, I don't, I'm not a subject matter expert in little beaver, but I will, I will try <laughs> Come into gallery and then we'll wrap this up. All right, Caesar, I'll look to see if that got something wrong. How many uh, how many autograph records do you think you have, Jason? Put you on the spot, just ballpark it in your collection. Uh, good question. I don't know. I got a few actually. I can tell you maybe like a good I don't know twenty forty. You know, I think one of like Warnett's pretty cool. I have a signed Art Blakey record that's pretty awesome. You know. I don't have a sign. No, I'll take that back. I have a signed Jeff Buckley CD. Oh, that's cool. Real cool. That Wyoming cool. Dave, I have an autographed Taylor Swift Evermore CD. Yeah. Sure, sure. I do. Cool. Do you have the Taylor Swift uh, signed one? Yeah, I still have that. I haven't sold that. Yet? Oh, yeah, yeah, I still have that. It's a, <laughs> a good one. Oh, Chance, if you're getting into soul, this is an amazing record. Um, I've seen that cover before, but I don't know about it. So this is more like deeper soul, but I mean, you can see a nickel and an. There uh, aren't they reissuing? Somebody's reissuing that coming up. Is that where I've seen this cover lately? Yes, yes. It's hard to get the original. I think the original sells for over like a hundred dollars. Oh, you know? Nickel and a nail. Is that what it's called? Well, 
<laughs> it's the Psalms, basically, Ace of Spades, as you can see here. Um, but I think the album's just called Ovi Wright, but it's mostly known as the, what do you call it, the Nickel, I don't know what the song is called here. It's, yeah, Nickel and the Nail. That's what his big hit song is. But it's an amazing record. I don't know if you've ever, yeah, I think you can stream this, so... Leland, if Jason had all his records in one spot, he might be a whack-a-mole king, probably. Right. That is, that is, that is yeah. factual and high praise at the same time. Yes. See, if I saw that record, I would never think it would be a soul record. Oh, no. Yeah, I, w I would pass by that if, if I didn't, again, have some kind of visual. For me, it, it would seem like a, um, a uh, early electronic record. Um, this... Yeah. No, by judging the cover, by looking at the cover, doesn't yeah, it doesn't scream soul record to me. I think like his singing style is like very what do you call it? It influenced Al Green in a way, and they became label mates. Like I think that label backbeat or whatever he left this and then joined High Records and stuff like that. Mm. Enough. Well, Arnaldo's yawning. That's usually our clear up. So uh, it's eleven thirty. Sorry, guys. No, I know. Yeah, I got to wrap go. it up. I got to edit this and throw it out for the pod tomorrow. But I want to thank everybody for joining us in the gallery freestyle portion of the program. Always a hoot nanny. We did a lot. Of, we did a lot of inside baseball stuff. Speaking so. of hoot nanny, <laughs> <laughs> we're back at VIP where we started. Oh, uh, we are. That's right. See, we always wrap it back up. We bring. Oh, oh Kevin's getting a record. We got to let Kevin get this record. Kevin is. He's gone into his record dojo. Someone did ask him. So let's hang a little bit longer for Kevin to, to show this record, unless he literally went to bed on us. Record Hound says, Chance for Soul. I have one name to tell you, Jackie Wilson. Yeah, I know Jackie Wilson. He was a big inspiration for like Michael Jackson. And, I have a bunch of Jackie Wilson uh, 45 records. Yeah, great entertainer. I like him. Hey, can I ask Jason? Hey, Jason, can I ask you something? I, sure. I've, that, that new, uh, I've heard the new songs off that 1989. Taylor's version of those are good anyway, the new ones. Yeah, like the bonus tracks are pretty cool to have the, on them. The new record. ones I, I like, I've heard. Is it over now and the two other ones? Yeah. I just don't think like the re, re you know, redo versions are not as good as the original. You know? Yeah, I don't think I'd buy it, but you know. Hey, before we get to Kevin's record real quick, records, uh, Leland says for being in a band, we see very little psychedelic horseshit vinyl around these parts. Jason, how do you reply? Yeah. Hold up. This is for Leland. I don't know why you're asking for this. Okay. Well, well Kevin, what, what did you go retrieve from the, the record closet? Show it. Um, uh, just a couple things I just grabbed real quick. Like I said, I'm going through some stuff. Yeah, um, right. But uh, it's just first couple things I have. Um, so not something I talk about or even hear about a whole lot on the VC is the Talking Heads. Um, yeah, yeah. I love the Talking Heads. Uh, actually, uh, Chance, you, know, you were talking about I'm um, reading a book currently yep about them um and it kind of goes into the scene at cbgb in the late 70s but um this is a robert reichenberg uh, oh yeah i see terms. that sometimes yeah. yeah how does that sound i've always wondered does it sound okay or? this one's sealed i picked this one up not long ago this one's sealed uh i do have another copy um it sounds pretty good um I do have actually I have two copies of this, so um, yeah, this I, one 
it's been packed up and you can kind of see. Oh, oh, no. So I don't know that I'm going to actually be opening this one up anytime soon. But, yeah, you may, uh, you may want to sell that one, my friend. That's speaking yeah. in tongues. Clear yeah. Mind. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. yeah. It's got these cool inserts here. I'll grab the other I ha- copy. I have that one too. I opened mine. My brother kept a uh, sealed one. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll grab it here in a second. So I can, there's actually three different inserts that it comes with. Okay. I got like pictures on them and stuff, but the, yeah, the, uh, I guess originally it was clear and it kind of turns yellow after a while. Um, but, uh, I also have, we were talking about this earlier. So I have, I just got the, but this is a uh, first copy with the poster. Oh, sweet. So, um, yeah. And it's pretty minty. Um, which just coming back to that, I was wondering why, you know, they did these super deluxe editions of all the Aussie, you know, early stuff. I was wondering why they didn't do master reality when they did all those. Uh, I, you know, I never understood why they didn't do it. You know, they did sabotage. They did paranoia. They did well, the super deluxe, you know, a couple years sure. ago, sure. but I have that. Um, and then uh, these just got reissued. This is uh, talking about uh, ambient music. Uh, Hiroshi Yasimura. I probably butchered okay. his name. Green. Um, this is a cool. I believe it came out in like '86. Uh, but this is a reissue. Uh, Light in the Attic just did a couple, and they did three variants. There's like, um, what's this one? There's a there's a clear green. There's a black, and then there's one that has like, um, it's like a green and clear splatter. Okay. And then uh, this is actually one of my favorite records. This is Paranoid Fume by Cotton Jones. Um, this is a band, a guy and his wife. Uh, I don't think they're together anymore. He kind of does solo stuff. It's uh, Michael Mao and his wife. Okay. Um, they do multiple variants of this. And I actually, I'm like an idiot. Um, I mean, I don't know what I was talking about the different colors of the, I don't know what it was. The, the sugar cubes, I think. It was sugar right. cubes. Yeah. They've reissued this like multiple times. And for whatever reason, I've picked up most of them. Like I said, I got a problem. And uh, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're in good company, sir. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I actually got this not long ago. It's uh, it's in a little bit of rough shape, but we we're talking about no hip hop at the MS. Yeah, yeah, uh, yep. So, um, you know, I picked that up not so long ago. So a quick story on that is when he passed away, I ran right to Discogs and bought a copy before the death tax took effect. So I got one for like 40 bucks, and then the next right. day, and they were like 150 bucks. Yeah, I got that one. Like the cover's in rough shape, but the vinyl plays well. So nice. Um, I think I picked it up. I think it's actually set it on there fifty bucks. So um, yeah, I, talking about hip hop, oh, hey. I'm not surprised about hip hop, but like you know, um, Chan. I don't know, Chance. I don't know. You're you're about my age. I, I hit, it was hip hop and grunge. Like it was the two things yeah. that you just yeah. Those to. are the two kind of uh, two ends of the end zone. Hey, I do want to shout out real quick. So June's Music Corner, a really cool channel, talking about soul and hip-hop and stuff, talks about things in the VC that a lot of people don't talk about. Go check his channel out because he's uh, – cool records he shows. I just found him in the last three three months, June. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. But um, yeah. this is another one of those channels that, like, people should find because he, he tells good stories about where he finds the records about the music, and he shows records again. It's not the Steely Dan show. No offense. I'm not, you know, I like yeah. Steely Dan, but you know what I mean? Shows records that people like don't necessarily talk about. So uh, give his channel a check. It's really awesome. All right. So hang on. We're going to wrap the show up, I think, with Jason showing a psychedelic horseshit record. Is that correct, Jason? Yep. 
This one came out, I think, in 07 or 08. This was the first album. This is for Leland here. Um, it's out of print. Um, maybe next year we'll reissue it, but we don't know where the master tape is. So uh, <laughs> we don't want to pull any DSD kind of stuff. So um, th This is what we call, this is a story that's all it's going to do is accelerate demand. I mean, this this you, somebody's probably got the tape in their garage, Jason. Come on now. I don't know. I mean, it's out of print. Like, I think Academy was trying to sell it for like sixty dollars. And no shit. <laughs> yeah. So, like, uh, I'm like, no, don't buy it for sixty. We'll reissue it. You know. So the funny thing is, if you look at this cover, and if I remove this kind of like cutout, what are other records that are all blue or semi all blue? Anybody. I mean, it, this probably came out before Queens of the Stone Age, the X album, yeah, right? That's a blue no, one. No, the also the uh, the John. One, there's a John Lennon live in Toronto, right? That's right. Uh, there you go. There you go. Arnaldo, he picked it up quickly, so that's actually. But I'm actually more intrigued by the fact that you have ringwear on this record. <laughs> yeah. We we took the vinyl seriously, so I mean, of course, because like we wanted to be authentic, like, and you can also see. If I look, let me see if I can get it. Do you see how that the spine's got that line right there? Do you see that? Yep. No, yeah. I can't. <laughs> it's, it, are you talking like the... the, the oh, the so the ring wear is part of the artwork? Yes. Oh, I thought it was oh. worn. That's why I'm asking That's you. Right. Yeah. And then you can see like, you know, we were using other, you know, artwork. You see that, the bad vibrations right there? Yes. That um, is from, uh, I guess the label of good vibrations yep. capital cool good stuff well we, we've we've done a lot of on demand oh hang on the best mode i've always hated artificial ring wear and cover design jason how do you respond to this Maybe the reissue will be perfect for you to pick them up. Good stuff. All right. Well, I think that's a good way to wrap this presentation. I want to thank Kevin because I know it's it is it eleven thirty at your time, and I know Arnaldo eleven thirty East Coast. Yes, Kevin and I are in the same time zone. Yeah. So so I want to be sensitive to that, but I want to thank Kevin for his first appearance on Surface Noise. Hopefully, not his last. I, I think I think I think it was an Aces showing, sir. So hopefully, we have you back soon. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the invite. Of course, hey, man. Hey, Kevin. Yeah, you too, Dave. All right. And I think that's going to – we're going to call it a night. We've, we've done a couple of false alarms by calling it a night, but let's call it a <laughs> night. And that was another trip around the turntable. Thanks for listening to Vinyl Community Podcasts. 